Hello, and this is Joseph Carlson. This is episode 31 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling it The End of the Skywalkers. And if you can guess what this episode is kind of about, yes, I did see episode 9, The Rise of the Skywalkers, and I enjoyed it. Seems to be pretty divisive online. Um, you know, don't let that persuade you or dissuade you from seeing it. Um, you know, Star Wars is like a big deal for a lot of people. And uh, the fact that this may kind of be the end, uh, you know, see it to the end. So, yeah, I saw, I guess we'll just get all the Star Wars. Like, past couple weeks, it seems to be a Star Wars week. But I will get all the Star Warses out of my system first. Uh, yes, I saw Rise of the Skywalkers. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was pretty divisive online, and I tried to stay pretty spoiler-free, but, uh, you know, you see things online. I see stills and things. Uh, didn't really ruin it. Um, if you've seen trailers, you might get the general thing. What I did is I just watched the teaser trailer when Ray uh, spoilers, Ray jumps over a TIE fighter, which is cool, and that was all I watched. Of course, being a person that frequency internet, uh, often I saw images and maybe like a quick, you know, they'd show like a part of a screenshot from a TV spot that was like 15 seconds. So I basically saw lightsabers and water and uh, just, I didn't know what the movie was about. And uh, there was a lot of people online that I trusted, uh, that I follow on Twitter. They were kind of giving their, um, you know, their take after they saw the movie they were obviously spoiler-free, um, but they were kind of lukewarm on it. Um, so I was a little bit worried that it wouldn't be good, or you know, at least I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't know, good as subjective. But um, I liked it. Uh, it did seem very fast. I, that is that is good or bad, right? Like you know, it's a two and a half hour movie, so we've all. Well, maybe many of us have sat in movies for, you know, three plus hours and you think, man, is this thing over? Or about the three hour mark, you think, oh, it's, oh, we're, oh, we're done. Oh, you know, we've always had, you know, good or bad um, experiences being in long movies. And I think this is a good experience. It went by quickly. I didn't, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. You know, I, I think that's a good indication. You know, if it feels like two and a half hours or three hours, that's bad. But I like the movie. Go see the movie. Um, I read somewhere that Cats uh, maybe beat it this weekend for overall box office, um, you know, draw, which I read an article um, somewhere, uh, IGN, I think. It's probably been published many places. Uh, but Kathleen Kennedy, who's the producer, kind of overseer, it seems like, of the new trilogy that works for Lucasfilm, she said that after this one, they're going to take a different approach, and they're not going to do trilogies. Or maybe they will. I don't know. She said they're just trying to take a different approach. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I'll see it again in theaters. There's very few movies I'll see two or three times in the theaters uh, now that I'm a little bit older. I used to do that a lot when I was younger. Now it seems like with a lot of streaming services and rentals, you can kind of see things easier uh, more quickly, especially with Disney Plus. I think they'll probably get it on Disney Plus as soon as possible, so people can see it as quickly as possible. And uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, also, 
since we're talking Star Wars, I saw The Mandalorian Episode 7. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, it was probably the most action-packed episode that they've had so far, uh, with real stakes and consequences, which is good, because I feel the episodes before this, 6 was good, uh, but I, I feel 4 and 5, um, I didn't really feel tension, you know? Uh, you want something to move forward, and I think I didn't feel that um, with 4 and 5. But 6 and 7, this 7 obviously being the new one, uh, I felt, you know, it was, it was, it was a real roller coaster, um, and I felt like I really wanted to know how things went, uh, you know, how it, things ended up. It ended on a cliffhanger, which is great, and I think it ended in a good place where you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen next, which is, which is always a good sign for TV. You know, you want to see what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Man- Mandalorian's uh, Episode 7, really good. I also watched uh, The Force Awakens uh, Saturday night um just to i didn't get to the last jedi there's been a lot of resurgent talk about the last jedi and um even ryan johnson the director and i think writer of last jedi responded to some comments online defending his choices um and i think twitter's hard right it's you can do threads you know but it's only what 180 characters so to get your point across in that amount of time uh is difficult someone wrote an essay on why they thought The Last Jedi was terrible, I guess. I saw a screen grab of some of the images of the text. Um, it, I didn't read the whole thing. I'll be honest, there's been a lot of negative criticism about The Last Jedi. I thought that there was good moments in The Last Jedi. I just don't think they... For me, they did not land in the, in, in the right way. But that doesn't mean... You know, there's a lot of bad things about that movie. One of the actresses, uh, Asian-American actress... Uh, she got a lot of hate online. I read some of the screen grabs. And um, I don't think if you don't like something, you don't deserve to be a jerk about it. Um, you know, like I said, parts of The Last Jedi worked for me. Parts of it did not. Uh, I don't wish the director or anybody involved any kind of harm. You know, they just made a movie that didn't hit. And that's, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't uh, speak to me. It, there, were, there was moments that were good. Uh, Mark Hamill was pretty public about, you know, he didn't like what was kind of happening with the character. Um, long story short, it seems like the rise of Skywalker um, has kind of reignited this talk about The Last Jedi, because obviously it's a trilogy. The story has to move forward. What things, since there's different directors, maybe there's different visions. I don't know if there's an outline out there. I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to throw shade at Disney. You know, how did they approach the project? I'm really, uh, you know, there, there was the, there's on Disney Plus, there's the Empire of Dreams, which is a documentary on how they made Star Wars. And I think they focus on just episode one because that was all, all that was released at the time. But they go back to the original trilogy, episode four, five, and six, and talk about the process. And I am very interested in the years to come, uh, whenever it will come, uh, how episode seven, <clears throat> excuse me, seven, eight, and nine came to be. Because with Disney acquiring Star Wars, it is now, instead of a Lucasfilm is an institution, but instead of one man's kind of vision of you will do, I need this X, Y, and Z to happen, you know, in the, in the prequels so this can happen, um, you know, now you have a corporate entity deciding 
maybe about marketing and things like that. I don't know. Um, I'm probably projecting a little bit, but I I want to know the story about how all this came to be. I really like the fact that Kathleen Kennedy said, hey, we're going to try a different approach after this. No matter what that different approach is, at least, you know, they, they can't just keep saying, hey, we're doing this. You know, we're doing this thing again and again and again. We're just going to keep doing trilogies until you're, you know, older and your kids, you know, you'd get, you'd get fatigue. You know, so um, hats off to him over there for trying something different. I'm glad they wrapped up the Skywalker saga. Um, I really like the new cast. I like the Rise of Skywalker. Go see it. That's my um, that's my um, quick review, non-spoiler review. Uh, what else? So gaming, gaming news. This is a podcast about gaming. I should probably talk to you about gaming. Um, I played more Torchlight 2 really enjoy it i just i didn't have much time this week um trying to run some errands after work and stuff but i uh was able to play more torchlight 2 and i really enjoy that game i think i gave my impressions a few weeks ago um a few podcasts ago really liked it um i can't emphasize enough it's 20 dollars. so if you, if you have a switch um i think it's on pc as well i don't know about the other platforms it may be on ps4 and xbox i didn't check but it's $20, you know, and um, it's just a good time. If you like Diablo-style games and are kind of looking for something different, check out Torchlight 2. Um, I dipped back into Sekiro. Um, I beat a mini boss, which feels amazing. So good. Um, small gains in that game feel great. Um, I've talked about it before, but if you're new to the podcast, Sekiro is a third-person action game for... Uh, uh, from a company called From Software, uh, who uh, made, um, I'm trying to think, Demon Souls on the PS3. It was an exclusive, but I think Sony owns the rights to that. Uh, they released Demon uh, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, which came to, I think, every platform, even the PC. And uh, now they came out with Bloodborne, which is a PS4 exclusive. And now they have Sekiro, which was published by Activision. So it's now a multi-platform title. It's on Xbox. I think I saw it on PC. Um, and I uh, played it on, I'm played. i playing it on PS4. And the more and more I play that game, uh, the more, although it is difficult and several bosses have kicked uh, my teeth in digitally over and over and over again, I cannot uh, recommend that game enough because just there's something about the atmosphere of a From Software game that is unlike other games, I think, that Sekiro is probably, I, I think I said in another episode, it's probably the most accessible game that they have. The story is more simple than their other games, um, but doesn't make me care about anybody less. I really love the one-armed wolf. Uh, I, I just like the game. And I think it's good, but it's hard to talk about the game without talking about how difficult it is, and a lot of people talk about that. It actually just won the Game Awards 2019 uh, that happened in early December. They gave a they had several categories, and they awarded Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice a Game of the Year, which is pretty amazing. GameSpot has also given it its Game of the Year award. Um, I don't know if it's won any more Game of the Year. Uh, nods, but those are the two that are most notable. I listen to um, GameSpot's podcast, and because of all the gaming podcasts I listen to, uh, the Game Awards. Although I didn't watch it, everybody kind of recapped, um, you know, the Game Awards, and I saw that it won, and I was very excited. 
that Sekiro one. But let me talk about a new game that I've been playing, uh, Borderlands 3. And what's really cool about Borderlands 3 is I got to play it uh, four-player co-op with uh, three friends. And I think, you know, Borderlands, I played one. I never finished it. I played two. I don't think I finished it. Uh, three, I really enjoy it. The classes are unique. You have four Vault Hunters, if you're not uh, familiar with Borderlands, a series that Gearbox developed. And I want to say started in 2012, maybe before 2012. This is the third one, Borderlands 3. came out this year. Uh, you're basically a Vault Hunter looking for a vault filled with treasure on a planet in space called uh, Pandora. Um, but you go to many different other planets, um, which I just got to my second planet, uh, Plethora or something like that. I can't think of the name. Long story short, um, I think I really enjoy this game because they have procedurally generated weapons, which have, you know, shotguns and pistols. It's a first person shooter and you just go through the galaxy shooting stuff. Yes, there is a villain in the game. I don't know. I kind of know what their thing is. Uh, they're, they're twins, the Calypso twins. Um, and that's not a clever name. They are twins. Uh, one of them is a siren, who you can also play as a siren in the game, which is basically a psychic mage. That doesn't make any sense. Play the game, it will make more sense. But apparently there's only so many sirens in uh, that are able to exist in, in one universe at one time. Uh, the Calypso twins, one of them is a siren. Uh, there's a woman and a man. Um... Tyree and her brother, who I can't remember the name, but um, I don't know. It's not you don't really play a game like this for like the overall narrative plot of you know uh, kicking ass, taking name. Like basically, what you do is you play the game to get better guns, so you can fight bosses, get better guns, get even better guns. Um, but I'll say the best time I've had so far is playing uh, with my friends in this. So there's four Vault Hunters in the game that you can pick from. Uh, there's Moe's, who I picked, is a um, an old soldier from some kind of war who basically has the ability to summon a mech that she climbs in and shoots everything, which is pretty cool. Um, you can upgrade certain things, like the weapons she uses, either like a minigun or a rocket launcher. Uh, there's passive abilities like overshields, ammo regeneration, uh, my sister-in-law picked the siren class who basically, um, summons these spectral hands out of the ground that slam down and kill people. Um, she has health regeneration from what I can tell. Um, my sister-in-law's husband picked Zane, who is an operative. He has drones and things that'll fight for him. He can make a clone of himself that will distract enemies and he can teleport to that clone. Uh, he throws, um cool grenades and he has a shield he can deploy um and then there is flack who is an ai that wears 900 coats who basically can control uh creatures uh the fauna floral and fauna like the, the the wildlife in the game and uh my friend picked the weird monk alien monkey creature who carries a pistol who pulls it out of his butt that is not a typo he pulls the gun out of his butt yep it's great and he just makes a lot of noise so if you're trying to have a trying to have a cutscene with somebody 
and you're looking at them and they're talking about how their planet is being decimated by the Calypso twins and you're trying to pay attention to them, it is very difficult because there is a monkey behind you just lightly screaming and making weird itching noises and I don't know what's going on, but the monkey is pretty amazing. Long story short, try Borderlands 3 if you like it. I definitely recommend having a few friends to um, play with because it is one of those games that I think, again, is more enjoyable with friends while you're playing it. Apparently, my sister-in-law and her husband were playing split screen, so that's kind of neat. Not a lot of games do split screen, but he did tell me I saw him today. Um, He said that it wasn't as enjoyable in split screen because um, the resolution on one of the screens is terrible which I've noticed is like a trend. I'm sure it has to do with graphics um, and things like that and rendering and all that. I have an Xbox One S and I'm playing it on with my friends. Uh, There is some frame rate dips and stuff like that. Uh, It gets kind of choppy when people join or leave the game, uh, stuff like that. Um, Yes. So check out Borderlands 3 if you have a squad of people you can have with you. And, uh, yeah, so what's the last thing? So the last thing I was going to talk about, I got notes here, so I was just reading my notes. I got to play Dragon Age again uh, with my friends. It was great. I'm running the campaign. All the characters are now level 14. And, again, I think I said it in the last episode, I have treated uh, every level like a chapter. So um, now they're going to their second uh, specialization. Um, it was very funny. The characters off board were talking about what they were going to do. One of the characters is a warrior who learned the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, he was a reaver, which basically is a weird form of warrior that can like suck the life out of people when they're fighting. Um, and he's going to go for a berserker because you basically to channel your rage and do extra damage. And uh, the uh, mage in the group was a blood mage which is really interesting. And he was reading all these descriptions of what he wanted to do. And he said, wow, Necromancer, that's crazy. That's weird. And then he kept reading and we were all talking about it. And the warrior in the group said, why are you still reading all these other descriptions? Shouldn't you just be a Necromancer? And he said, you know what? You have a point. The mage said, I, I think, you know, why, why am I still reading? It kind of makes sense. If you're a blood mage, Necromancy just kind of seems to be a step up. So that's what he's doing. He's going to be a Necromancer. So what's going to happen is the group has been split. So they all have tasks they have to do. Basically, they have to train up and learn their specialization, and they will come back together for one of the final missions of the game. And uh, yeah, so I think it'll be good. Um, but what was I? So yeah, so the Spencer thing and that. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. So yeah, I think that's the episode, guys. A little bit short this week, but Christmas is coming up. I'm coming up with a roadmap. Just some light changes to the uh, to the podcast. I still am trying to get it on iTunes. Again, I'm very slow, so that may take a little bit of time. But um, I'm working on that. I want to have some music. I've mentioned that. Uh, And, uh, yeah. Um, So I probably won't talk to you until next week, which I don't think I will. So, um, everybody, it's Christmas here in the United States, so Wednesday is Christmas. Everybody have a good Christmas. And I will talk to you before the end of the new year into Christmas, and then we'll see you next week. So everybody, have a good week. See you next week. Oh, and if I can't believe I forgot this, if you want to write to me, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com 
or go to www.gamingwithgrief.com, leave a comment. This episode will post Monday at 7 a.m. in the morning, so you can get it there off SoundCloud, or you can go to the website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, get it there, and you'll be good to go. Again, leave a comment below the video. Uh, If you want me to read it, I will. If not, I won't. Uh, Be safe, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Bye.